Dragons, episode 31. Coming at you from the man cave. We got Strem over there. Howdy. Billy over there. What's up? I'm Taryn. And, uh, yeah. That's that's as much as I can think that's of That's the crew tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The OG3. Yeah, no guests. We figured we'd just bullshit. We'd have those apocalypse cards again. We'll probably rip, whip those out in a minute. Yeah, just warm up. See where that leads. Yeah, just warm up with a bullshit session. <coughs> you guys have anything you want to talk about before we fuck around with the cards? No, we can just get right into the cards. Yeah. Here, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, what are these cards again? People who can't see, which is everyone? They are... Um, I think the name of the game is called Conflicted. And uh, you can go to their website. It's like Conflicted deck.com or something like that but yeah conflicted it's basically just a deck of 52 and each card has some type of like apocalypse scenario or question on it it's really just a critical thinking game and i mean there's if you go on their website there's like who knows there's probably like up to like 10 different decks you can get now with just different themes and stuff but i just got the basic one to start out with yeah, we did. We've done this once before. I don't remember what episode, but yeah, I don't remember the episode. Um, but it's like Apocalypse Cards, I think, is the title. And we also had a debate in that episode about honor-based societies. And I just want to say that I was a little off in that. I kept saying that our current society is a shame-based culture, but it's actually uh, oh fuck the words, escaping me. A, yeah. Oh, it's you, a dignity-based culture. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you put it in the group chat. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So rather than honor versus shame, it's an honor culture versus a dignity culture. Okay. So once these guys listen to that podcast, we'll have a better rehashing debate about that. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Read a card. After a meteor shatters the country and parts of the world... A war for resources broke out, which left the political scene in complete chaos. Your local community has been completely destroyed, and after months of struggling to survive, communists, uh, commun oh, sorry, comma, communists appear offering help. They can provide food, medicine, water, shelter, and the conveniences that you haven't had in years. All they ask in exchange is that you join them. Disease and hunger have crippled your group, and your loved ones are suffering beyond belief. Would you join them or not? Why? So, so would you join the Chinese when they show up 20 years after the apocalypse? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> ah, so hard to say, right? Because like, you're not... And I'm, not just, I'm not starving right now, so... Yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> That's very true. Well, it says... Or somebody's not dying of, like, the most basic infections and, like, you know, just tiny little stuff. It says our political landscape is in shambles. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not too far off from what it's like now. <laughs> but uh, seriously, though, I don't know. If it could be any foreign government, any foreign country just shows up, like, do you even know if the U.S. is a thing anymore? Yeah. Well, I would, based on this, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, yeah. if it's been years, like, say four years. Say it's been four years. That you just heard no word. That there's been nothing, like, nobody travels on the fucking highway. The only people you see are the people that are, like, around you. But even those people are probably, like, like, you have a little group, but you don't see many other people. Like, if you do, it's, like, territorial. Like, you're not, like, friendly with lots of other people or, like, around you. You know what I mean? Because that's probably what it would be like. 
Yeah, or even just, yeah, definitely. I think just local small communities like farms and yeah everybody like rides bikes and has horses like nobody has cars nobody has <laughs> yeah. gas right have, yeah. probably yeah i mean if like if communists showed up and it was like especially if they were american and it was like okay like they're driving a car <laughs> and they have legitimate supplies like with them they're like yeah look at this like we have like antibiotics that would be a really hard thing i think to turn away from well and you make up a good you make a good point if they're Americans that show up that are communists, they're like, hey, we're just, we're communists now. That's the government that's in, that on our continent now is we're just all communists. So it's either join up or just get brushed away as we come reestablish society again. That's a tough one. Or the different version is foreign, like some foreign government or country mm. that's communist comes in. Then that'd be almost a different scenario because they'd be like invaders, whereas in the other part it's like our government has just changed. I don't know. Yeah, it just says communists. So I mean, I I was imagining a, like a local group, like a you know Americans first of all, and then somebody from around here, I guess you know, like like, like a are, person that's very representative of us, like, not like some like yeah. rant, like person from seemingly far away, like somebody that seems like they're from the Midwest. Yeah, they're yeah. like yeah, we formed a communist fucking thing and we're all we all pitching and whatever the fuck yeah like, like a it, commune kind of thing maybe if yeah. sorry to cut you off if you were gonna yeah. say something no, that's okay. <laughs> your eyes lit up i thought you were gonna to go say something uh, no i i keep thinking of the walking dead every time we do these i think of the walking dead and i like try to compare to it a little bit like a commune <laughs> yeah. well that's what i was thinking because that's like the kind of their communities like yeah. that's what they develop is like they're really communes like if you don't pitch in you know, people, like, will yeah. fucking let you know it. But as long as everybody pitches in, everybody eats, everybody gets to enjoy life, and it's, you know, at a small scale, like, super small scale like that, a communist system probably would be, like, one of the best ways to go about it if everybody was fairly agreeable. But if it gets to more than, like, a few hundred people, or even, like, a thousand people, then, yeah, I think you start to approach a level where it's like, okay, this is more bad than oh, Definitely. Yeah. I, I, they need to fragment before they get to that size. Yeah, but small groups, I think it would probably be, like, the most ideal thing. Like, if you were living on, like, a 20-acre plot of land, and there was, like, 180 people, 200 people, and it was like, okay. I don't know. There's something something deep inside of me that I can't trust communism. But, so, but when you think about, about Yeah, exactly. That's the name Think communism. about what it looks like with right. 100 okay. people. Okay, okay, okay. I will. Define what communism means without the name. Like, what is everything you think of when you think of communism? Enforcement of equal distribution of resources. Okay, yeah. So I'm what I'm imagining in this scenario is, all right, you know, we're, let's say we're in Custer, hold up for a few years, we're living off the land and people are dying of disease and we don't have clean water and shit like that. Well, we would have clean water, but you know what I mean? Like we're, we're in dire straits and then these fucking people roll up and they're like, Hey, would you like to join uh, us with our little communist thing we got going on? You know, fucking, we got food, medicine, everything you need and you get over there and then what? You gotta probably harvest some vegetables. Let's say, let's say you gotta go do a job that they choose for you. Go, maybe go pick fucking potatoes and then put all the potatoes in a big thing. And then everybody gets rationed their potatoes. Like, whereas, or what if it's small enough that you can do what you're good at and you're not assigned a number, like in a giant machine. What if it's, because even if, even if it was like 1500 people, you could, it could still be like fairly okay, so what, what would spread it, out. Right, what would another job be? 
Because that's the thing. Well, the, most the, of it would be agricultural related, but it could be everything like blacksmithing, dude. They're still gonna need machinings. Like you're still gonna need shit out of metal. And so you're gonna need like like doing it like horses, equestrian shit. Yeah, is everybody gonna be o- like that? everybody gonna be okay with the fucking doctor being paid the same amount of fucking potatoes as the guy picking the potatoes? Mm-hmm. And the blacksmith who's working maybe more to keep more important equipment going than the person sewing clothing. But everybody's still getting the same rations. You know what I mean? Like, but do you think okay so? But if, but do you okay? But do you think somebody's still going to be sewing clothing if nobody needs clothing? Well, I'm just that's saying, what I'm saying. Like they're like people are going to do what needs to be done. It's not a like like it's it's not a gigantic machine type. You're a cog in the wheel. It's like if I don't do this, like shit doesn't get done, and like everybody suffers because of it. Okay, I think I. Let me um, try to break down each of your points of view, and I'll tell you how you're both right. So, <clears throat> so Taryn, I see where you're coming from, that you view communism as a kind of in- enforced egalitarianism, where it's like, we're going to make sure everybody only gets just as much as everybody else. Very strict. And like, what, what you make or get, yeah, because things are going to be tight. And what you make or do... Well, just like if you pick potatoes, you don't get to keep those potatoes. You put them in the bin that the rations get taken out of. And a system like that seems easily corruptible and easy to take over in like a position of power, which has happened in communist governments because it's an official bureaucratic organization. But what Billy's saying is so... Billy, you would freaking love that book, Tribe, by Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna love That's it exactly the way I'm fucking imagining. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> but um, kind of what he's talking about is that in these smaller groups. So first of all, let's define these groups. It's a group of people that you are have close social bonds with. So. You would consider these the people that you would risk your life to defend and also the group of people that you would do what needs to be done to make sure they get fed. So that would include your family and close friends and maybe a few other people beyond that, you know. And these groups are kind of held together by mutual responsibility. And um, like Billy's talked about, shit that needs to get done, people will do it. It's basically, so Taryn, back to what you were saying, in kind of that strict enforced communist society, each person would be like, hey, you're a shoemaker, you're a fucking mechanic, you're a farmer, and people just get assigned these role, strict roles that they're doing all the time, whereas kind of what Billy's talking about and would probably be more realistic is everybody's job is just be a fucking handyman. Like your job, you do a dozen things each day. Like a woman knows how to cook, how to weave, how to take care of kids, how to do basic first aid. Even, and like, agricultural work. Agri- like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, agricultural work, whereas the men would... you Every guy would be a mechanic. Every guy would be a maintenance guy. Every guy could fight if he needed to. Well, obviously, people are different, so if you're better at one thing, you'd probably stick more to that. But if you need your fucking sink fixed, you'd... What, or whatever fucking water setup gonna you have rigged, you're going to either call who's good at that and they're going to help show you how to do it so you can do it next time. Because these smaller groups, that's where the honor culture comes in because the honor is kind of this social glue that holds everything together. Whereas when you do these things and help people out and show them how to do something and fulfill your basic um, 
basically the level of responsibility that's just expected out of able-bodied people like you're not going to expect the same things from a child as you would a grown man or you're not going to expect the same things from a young man as you would an old man and with all the different types of people you can realistically understand what you'd expect them to do and if people do above and beyond that they gain more honor within that society and people feel more drawn to them and they have tighter social relationships mm -hmm. and if they and people recognize their value to everyone else absolutely. like everyone else around them treats them better because they recognize that they like bust their ass for the people around them and if you go be below that expected level of responsibility then you would be shamed or called a coward or whatever mm -hmm. derogatory thing would happen that would kind of like shame you into tr doing more and making you better per like the hope would be you're a better person because in the other society you break like where it's more competitive based where it's basically they're pitting all the poor people against each other so that the system can grow rich in that system you want all the competition gone if someone else dies whatever more food for you you know less mouths to feed whereas in the the more communal honor-based tight-knit society mm -hmm. egalitarian well that's another thing with egalitarian it's tough to become corrupt in those societies because whenever one person starts amassing more power and being corrupt it's easier for a, a group of other able-bodied people to band together and take them down because they're all like you know people are willing to speak for themselves and mm -hmm. they they govern themselves essentially but that's not communism people govern themselves so yeah i think well the okay that it as the way the way Karl Marx wrote communism, people are meant to govern themselves. It's just meant to be like that type of tribe mindset, but on a massive scale, and it doesn't work on a massive scale. Yeah. So it's like it's small like, scale communists. So that's that's kind of where it brings us back to the card. If it's just a fucking couple farms banding together, and they're like, hey, technically we're communists. But yeah. we're just like a commune. Yeah, you, you know, farm whatever. pigs, our farm corn and fucking this and that, and this person farms that, and then together we all have like power and we can, we're like we work as a machine. Whereas the difference would be if it's like government <coughs> officials or a military that comes over and they're like, yo, join the communists. Then you're like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is a totally different scenario. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're losing the communism in your guys' idea of it. Like, I feel like you guys aren't describing communism. It depends dude, on the scale, Bernie dude. Sanders communists <laughs> are what we're describing, where you're describing yeah, Russian communists you're, and Chinese yeah. communists. That's, that's a great comparison. Well, yeah, because communism is like everything is owned by everybody. There's no private property or shit. So, like, right, that doesn't necessarily, access to everything doesn't necessarily mean everybody doing the same amount of work and the same everything. It just means that whatever you get at the end of the day belongs to everybody so well in the type of society, you don't have you don't have a tractor we have a tractor and you know i don't know it's like but what about like person like what is how is communism considered like personal belongings like if nothing, you man if you get <laughs> a necklace you can't fucking no, own a you, necklace why would, where would you get a necklace from everybody, you could make one you have to make them for everybody you could then. make or, one out of a shoestring no, they, it's, it's, the problem that comes up it's with really it is, illegal is when, to have any like personal possessions. What, in dude, Russia got Russia got so bad they were killing people that were picking up potatoes that fell off of the potato trucks. 
But like, those were the Russian. They were stealing from other people. But what about China? They're communists, and well, I mean, yeah, they are doing some pretty fucked up shit. They have some pretty shitty stuff going on with their like poor people, but like that's it doesn't work on a massive scale, and it doesn't work when there's like bloated government administrations that are siphoning resources off of the poor people and giving them nothing in return. Okay, listen to this though. Our government, the United States is technically supposed to be a republic or a democratic republic. Yeah. And in if a democratic republic were operating perfectly ideally, it would essentially be like this commune we're talking about as well in a way. But really our what our current government is is nothing compared to that. And that's kind of the same as communism is that uh, like a tiny minuscule like utopian small scale it works but once you like turn it into a government it doesn't work yeah because like you're saying no personal property like that'd be like saying if there's personal property between like among your family like yeah technically under the law i guess we all own it but this is like my thing but like let's say even let's say it's a community of a hundred people like, at any point, uh, like, you don't have, like, your car, there's, like, maybe there's a few cars that we all have to share, like, hey. and, like, you can't just... Well, in a perfectly run communist society, though, which is, it functions not perfectly, but much, much, much better on a small scale versus the meta, like, the ultra-meta scale, like, Russia, is every, like, there's enough, like, that is produced that pretty much everybody gets everything they need. So but like when you're but when there's millions car. and millions yeah. of people yeah. and like a lack of infrastructure, that never happens. Okay, but I'm but even like right now in a post-apocalyptic scenario, like I don't yeah. know, you think they would be able to get the means and resources to have everybody would have enough because everybody having the same and everybody having enough might not be the same. You know what I mean? Totally that's what, agree. That's what happens. Chances are, I mean, depending like if you're already starving to death, and that might be that people. might be way 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 better. Like it like than starving to death. Like, if like if it's October, and you haven't, like, you're eating one meal every two days, and there's a dozen of you... See, it might be, it might be Taren, the thing oh, sorry, to do right away, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long you could live like that, because how are you going to keep it at a small, like, workable scale? Like, let's say the communist thing is working with 200 people, and you keep they keep driving around and collecting people like they collected you... And all of a sudden, you know, next year they have 500 people. Is it still going to work like that? The next year they have 800 people. Is it still going to work? That's what we're or saying is it, it needs to fragment when it gets a certain size. Like, I... How do you do that? It then? might it might like, get a little violent, but to be honest, I think rebuilding society, that's almost like what you have to do when there's, like, a small amount of people left. And then you they, there has to be, like, bloody fragmentations. Well, not... A, dude, it doesn't even have to be bloody, because think about it. We're talking right now, and we could recognize that once things get to a certain size, they become unmanageable. So tell them to fuck off and move 20 miles away? No, 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 no. You don't even have to say fuck off and move 20 miles away. Once you establish yourselves, and if you actually do have a community that's growing that fast, because if you're not doing well, you're not going to keep inviting people to join you. True. So you're only going to be growing that fast if you have the means to support yourself. And guess what? Once you get an extra 100 people surplus, um round up the able-bodied people and launch an expedition into the nearest fucking urban area 
and basically mine for resources and set up new outposts and shit. Like once you get to a certain size, that's when you can start expanding and what do you think colonialization is like once you get to a certain size and you can branch out and extend your reach and territory i mean so on a small scale if it's a small enough scale where you can get in and actually like be among the people who are like making decisions then sure i'd join those communists but if it's a government organization or something that they're like yeah we're kind of so it's like yeah fuck off but even like all right i don't know man i just all right they say they show up in a truck hey like you want to come join our communist commune we got food and everything man you just gotta join us and you say all right you come on there like i mean do they let you keep your clothes they let you grab a gun do they let you have like anything or do you get there and they fucking strip you down and say all right here's your fucking burlap pants and fucking t-shirt well first off i wouldn't wear i i wouldn't hop in a truck with people unless i was like okay where are we like are you where are you taking me i'm not joining anything i'm just here to meet someone i'm not gonna make any decisions like so you wouldn't join the communists to get food they're saying you have to join us on the spot to get food i wouldn't yeah what's it say here it just says all the all the asking exchange they can provide food medicine if you join. That's what it says. So, so I'd say, if you join, can I just come meet your superior officer? Or who's your superior? I'd like to meet them. And they'd be like, no. They'd be like, okay, get the fuck out of my porch. <laughs> okay. All right. Think, okay, imagine they're not, like, dressed in, like, stormtrooper clothing. Okay. okay. Imagine they, like, they look like pretty normal people. Okay? Okay. And they're, like... They have supplies, but they are like, okay, this is what we do. Like, we have this community. We're looking for other people that, like, want to, like, work towards a mutually beneficial goal. There's 450 of us right now between two different communities. But we have, like, mutually respective communities, and each community has separate governments that are both, like, communist to keep them smaller. And then these communists, like... You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, inter-fucking okay. communication. To bring- so, so they've already, like, there's already a faction between the two, but they're both on, like, co- like commune-based scales. Okay, to bring this into reality, um, there's a podcast series called It Could Happen Here with, oh, I believe it's Robert Lamb and his intern Garrison, but they... The intro episode, or I think it's the first few episodes, he basically um, does like a near-term, like, fictional timeline based on real events that are happening and real things that are progressing in like, I don't know, current events, all the bullshit that's happening and how it could turn sour. And, um... Yeah, everybody, just go listen to that first episode of It Could Happen Here, the Daily pause right Series. Now. Yeah, pause <laughs> right now. Go listen to that first. <laughs> go listen to that. We'll wait. <laughs> okay. Hopefully you listen to at least a few. <laughs> um, his other, he also did a It Could Happen Here series in, like, the U.S. Civil War, or, like, Second Civil War, and he did that a few years ago, and, like, a lot of the shit he said has come to pass. Interesting. <laughs> like, he almost directly, 
well, I wouldn't say predicted, but he outlined a very similar scenario that what happened on January 6th. You know, they stormed the Capitol. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, just it's different like riots and protests. And, like, a lot of stuff he, like, said could possibly happen has happened since then. So the that podcast's worth a listen. But, um, anyways, one of the things he talks about is these homeless camps. So, in current times, we have homeless camps in a lot of big cities. These homeless camps eventually start turning into mutual assistance camps where, like, people start bringing and moving supplies to and from around the camps and doing maintenance and repairs and building basic infrastructure and offering protection and shit like that and how these build up around homeless encampments and homeless shelters and refugee camps of people who have to leave their homes or whatever for whatever reason and um these camps obviously are on the fringes or on the outskirts of cities and so usually the police or military or whatever entities associated with these cities start cracking down on these camps and thus brings conflict and kind of escalates things and basically saying how that's how these camps or these communities Billy is talking about could form because they call themselves communists as well I believe but um it's basically these mutual assistance groups where you're just like, yeah, I even though I still have a job, I bring cans of food to the local fucking whatever refugee camp because I have a few friends whose families are, like, living there or whatever. And then eventually it comes down to, like, yeah, the fucking cops tried to, like, raid us the other night. It's like, oh, shit, like, yeah, you want to, like, hang out here where you have, like, a couple guys standing guard to help protect people or whatever, you know? And things just escalate from there. I mean, a few years is a long time with weird shit going on. So, who knows what could happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like with communism, the whole having everyone be equal thing, just the easiest, fastest way to do that is just to take everything from everyone. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, oh, I have this nice thing, and everybody doesn't have this nice thing, so then they just take it. They just take that, and they're like, all right, now you're like, that would be a red flag. <laughs> I, I'm just saying all governments and all like whatever aren't created equal so just as there's many different shades of republic democra- democracies there's many different shades of communism so it's like yeah on a tiny scale feasible on a big scale not feasible mm-hmm. but you guys want to do another card that was a, or keep dus- keep discussing this I'm not a f- Switch gears, go to another card. Yeah, I think we've all set our... Yeah, we've definitely gone into that one pretty well. Yeah, honestly, I think that was decent, though. Billy, you all pull a card? Fuck communism, man. (laughs) Fucking communism always ends in fucking starvation. So I would rather just fucking starve. I would rather starve to death on my own than wait for communism to fucking starve me. Fuck communism, we'll just form a tribe. That's what what terminology we'll use. (laughs) You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. You were attacked by a gang of robbers, and you have successfully defended your urban stronghold. After scouting around, you find their children and their elderly waiting at a safe distance too young and too old to survive on their own. Supplies are incredibly low, and every scrap of food counts. Would you take the elderly and the children prisoners and share your supplies or abandon them? Your limited supplies would be cut in half, and a supply run would put lives at risk. How would you handle this situation? <laughs> nice. So basically, yeah, do we share our limited food supply with and save elderly elderly and children or just let them starve they weren't really ours to worry about in the first place 
I know. Assuming my... like we killed the fucking people that were supposed to be protecting yeah. them. I know my answer. You want me to just say it and then you guys okay. can tear it apart? You just right. shoot them? <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. And you, they're suffering. All right, go ahead. No, you, you explain. I'll, I'll get to my point when we get there. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'll explain. I'm just saying. First off, I have a code of ethics, you know. Mm-hmm. You're an animal if you think that you want to need to kill women, women or old people and children but obviously have so, take the kids aside have somebody watch them and i'd have a honest conversation with the, all the old people and kids like, just throw rocks at you like the afghan kids they would <laughs> but, um, i'd just have an honest conversation with all the old folks and be like okay let's be real here supplies are slim if you really want to come with us we'll take you in but know that you're taking food out of the mouths of these kids and so be like, okay, whoever wants to come with us out of you, come with us. But I would definitely take all the kids in because think about it. Just because you take them in now doesn't mean they're with you forever. You can drop a couple kids off at a fucking farm that they <laughs> they are like a, a good, honest you family. Can, you can sell them to a good, honest <laughs> farm. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, you know, like, Jesus. if you know. They're like, great farmers material. No. This isn't communism. You can still have slaves, all right? No. No. You know what I'm saying. If you know people who have supplies or have the means, be like, hey, can you take in a few... They're going to be like, no, we have supplies because we don't just take in kids. This is... Think about it, (laughs) though. You have poor supply management. Dude, in the apocalypse, I feel like taking in children is like... A huge liability. Okay. No. I think... Especially especially if you just killed their fucking parents, dude. They're not going to turn out right. They're you, not going to be mentally healthy, okay, right? L- listen to this, though. <laughs> you guys are just taking it from the perspective of, like... A person trying to survive? You were taken from today and just plopped into this environment. Obviously, there will, will have been a progression of at least some period of time, like days, weeks, whatever, like, before some craziness happened. Like, I think if we were in times of hardship like that, we would have run into situations where we need to figure out what to do with orphans, you know, or at least it's, there's like be a general knowledge or what, where, if, but what if this is the first time? We have to if this the is the today, first time, here we go. What well, do we got? I'm telling, I'm never, what would you do? I'm just saying I would take the kids in and then give them with good people that I trusted, give them to good people that I trusted to take care of them until either I could a, Come and, like, check on them or bring supplies for them or, like, find a better place for them. But, like, either way, How many I'm people not gonna, do like, you think are kids. in your stronghold? Dude, even if it was just me, I'd still take fucking five, six but kids in. No, but that's not the problem. It's the urban stronghold and you have other people's supplies to consider. That's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Say if there's 12 other people that you have supplies for that you are in charge of keeping safe and making sure that they... Don't starve to death. Okay. Well, obviously, if I'm the leader of this, I'm not going to make this brash decision without consulting anyone. But I feel like there would probably be a consensus that we didn't want kids to die. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I mean... Would you really (laughs) say, I want to eat, and that kid will starve to get... To death, I would rather right. give my food. What to the a fuck kid. is this kid gonna do? All right, first of all, okay. we have a group of You've children. Just killed his parents. We've just killed all their parents. They were they're trying to survive in this crazy apocalypse world too. 
they're not going to turn out right. What are we? We're going to bring them onto our communist thing and have them fucking pick potatoes with us, dude. So you, there are actually many stories of white settlers whose families were massacred by Native Americans, <clears throat> and they were taken in and raised among the tribe. Yeah, they had they supplies to fucking family. feed them. Yeah, that is true, that they were in a prospering society at that point. Yeah, because you know what else used to be pretty common? And I, I guess I'm not 100% sure about like Native American culture specifically. But I know in like Arctic cultures, that like if somebody had a baby that they couldn't take care of, like they just left it outside in the fucking snow. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it would it would be a different mindset if we were in. I don't know. Yeah, I think if I just got done killing a bunch of motherfuckers, I'd probably just kill. Say it seems killed, it seems like say the, you've killed eight people since the apocalypse started, and these last people you just killed six more that tried to like break yeah. into your break into mm-hmm. your stronghold. Yeah. First, of all, I don't know. You've are these kids fourteen people. Are these kids brainwashed communists? Are they gonna fucking kill <laughs> me in my sleep? And uh, yeah, honestly, what if it, these kids are just like savage-looking motherfuckers? Looks like they've lived on the road for the last eighteen months. Yeah, they're okay. feral. They're like snarling. I think killing them and the old people is the most ethical thing to do. Because what are you gonna do? Just have them fucking starve with you guys and your little fucking urban stronghold while everything you know what I mean I don't know I don't think their well, future's looking good I dude, think you that's just fucking the thing is I don't really understand any situation well, like if you're in an urban stronghold I, that's what I'm thinking that to me is a patrol base like basically you have a stronghold but if you aren't don't have enough people to have at least some people out checking things out and like looking for resources or looking for better positions if you don't even have the means to do that you're on the way of searching for someplace else because really if you hole up in a place like that with not even the means to like patrol you're basically waiting there to die so in my mind i'm thinking i'm on the move i'm traveling so even though i may have few resources now if i take these kids in like yeah kids are gonna slow you down but yeah, like you- they're not your kids. So taking them in, like obviously, you're gonna fucking have somebody guarding them. It's not like you just take them in and then then they're like your family now. Okay, so obviously say- there would be prisoners, but they're still kids. Like I'm just saying, like take the kids as prison. How much do you really say think? You're, say, okay, all right. say you do have <laughs> like a semi-renewable resource resource though. Like say this is downtown of a big city, but it's not a giant city. Say it's like a city like like Milwaukee that has like parks in it and there's like animals in it but it's also like gigantic and you're holed up in like an eight story building and you've sealed off the whole thing and it's you and there's 15 people that live there but you utilize the roof and you can grow shit on the roof and on terraces on the sides of the building so you have some level of like re like you know renewable renewable food and then you can also like hunt game inside the city because, like, as, you know, to, like, between, like, yeah. the natural areas of the city and then the way that, like, the vegetation has grown up over, say, three years. Like, you can, like, get some level of renewable food that way, but it's still super slim. And now you have nine more people. Well, teach those kids how to use a fucking slingshot and they can start getting food. Like, even, you can have you them doing know. shit. Like, I think if you're, you're scavenging, this- it's hard. But I think if you have some level of renewable food that you can potentially increase, then it would be, a, then it would be, like... I guess, and there's so many unknowns because if they're street urchin kids i can fucking guarantee you that they know more like a street urchin kid 
probably knows how to fucking survive better than I do in a big city like that, you know? And I'm just saying, like, it really depends. If these kids are, like, fucking gen whatever kids that are just sheltered and have never been outside, they lived in a bunker their whole lives and they're useless... Like, I don't know. Maybe I'd just leave them with the old people. But if they're, <laughs> if they're, if they're fucking... Just let them starve to death instead of just fucking plugging them and fucking ending it? Or just be like, hey, I'm not going to kill you, but, like, figure it out. Sorry. Like, just leave them to starve. You don't believe in deer hunting. He thinks they should just let the deer starve. Jesus. Shooting them's not right. I don't know, man. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't kill kids, kids. Kids are a huge liability, man. They are. They are. Like, yeah. like they I, grow maybe... up into a full-ass person. Okay, but think and about even it. In the if meantime, you raise them, like, yeah, they could maybe have a vendetta against you. Go, you killed my parents. But it's like, kid, they were trying to fucking kill me. What do you want me to do? You have to get to that point, though, too, in the meantime. I mean, these kids... There's so much that goes into fucking being like a, a kid. They, wait, what if yeah, like let's say they know a medium amount of stuff, right? Let's say they're not completely useless and shaking and pissing themselves, but let's say also they're not like some fucking orphan on the streets of Tijuana right now. Like they don't have like Jesus. you know what I mean? Like they have like an uh, an okay amount of survivability and street smarts and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. It just seems like it's still you don't more think of they... a liability and a drain on the food supply and like I mean, dude, there's a good chance if that kid like, say the apocalypse has been happening for three years, and that kid is, like, 13 to 14 years old, and they've been on the road for, the, like, most of it, they'd probably kill somebody. Yeah, they're yeah. probably fucking retarded, because they don't what? even... Fucking, how, how smart is a 14-year-old? Like, like okay, you, could, you could teach them, they're, like, I bet they're they're teachable, but their base knowledge coming into this situation... Dude, And they're just, their base level of, like, reasoning ability. Oh, yeah, yeah. the are gonna be Dude, all when I was a 14-year-old, yeah. that's fucking more. They got no dude, fucking you guys have such a poor opinion of kids, because <laughs> honestly, dude, at fucking summer camp, there were kids that could make fires better than we fucking can when we're camping, apparently. <laughs> but, like, dude, I'm just saying that, like, kids, it's scary surprising how fucking smart kids are and like how some kids just have like crazy athletic ability at like whatever okay. but it's like trust me man don't underestimate yeah, kids you would know. and i'm saying that like if you because like obviously yeah you killed their parents sorry what do you want me to do they're they're trying to kill me once you get that tough conversation out of the way it's like i mean honestly kid if you want to hate me like well i can understand why but don't hate me. I'm your, the only one help, trying to help you survive, so get over it. And once you, like, get reach them and, like, actually be like, okay, I'm trying to help you here, they can probably become a, a productive member of your group. They might be you know? able to, yeah. Like, but if they, but they're people, so obviously there's going to be fucking shitheads in there, so just watch them. My, my first instinct is just to shoot them and all the old people and just get it over with. Well, Line them up so you see Dude, the ammo, thing is, though, too, is That's like, why when the, I'm here to help you out. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, though, is when there's, like, limited amount of people, like, people are also a resource. Could be. They are. So why would so, you waste them? If they're more exactly. productive than they are fucking a drain on it, I mean... I guess, I, if they survive this long in the apocalypse, they're probably fucking productive. Could be a good point. Yeah, I guess it depends on how... If we're saying three years in... But if it happened, like, next week, I'd be like, yeah, figure the fuck out, kid. Like, sorry. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Depends. <laughs> All right. That was fun. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, this was great. It's like a bunch of mini debates. What time are we at? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, let's hey. Yeah, let's take a break. Sounds good. We're pooling our resources, but we'll say, you know, 
We had a pool even more, so it's everybody's food, everybody's ammo. Every, like, you think you could live like that? Where everybody's just... Everybody's, if survival depended on it... Live on that? If, if survival depended on it, yeah. Because I think that the people that really... Well, I guess those are all, all friends. The, so yeah, it's different, but. exactly. Yeah. No, it isn't different. No, it yeah. would be because it'd be yeah. fucking but, random people. But I, I think it's actually really it similar be random because... random people you don't know. I think it, <laughs> why, I think, what, why would it always be random apocalyptic Only people? our friends survive the apocalypse and no, only our no, other friends are no, in No, but even group? people that you meet along the way, like, you are become really close with and you're, like, that becomes your family. Like, say you're on the road with somebody for eight months or they, like, live with you for eight months... Like, you're gonna, yeah. you're, like, if that person leaves or dies, it's gonna be, like, fucking tragic. Yeah, dude, like, obviously, maybe you'd be strangers with each other for, like, a few days, but think about but it. But if getting, it works out. Think about getting thrown together in boot camp. You've never yeah. met these fuckers ever, and you're like, well, we're in a, we're in the <laughs> same situation, so we might as well work together. Yeah, and like, it fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah, boot camp is the closest thing I've experienced to communism. Did you like that? <laughs> Terry, I'm not saying it's good, but guess what? Yeah, obviously boot camp in a whole company sucks, but when it's just you and your squad out in the field, it's fucking amazing because you're a communal, like, self-sufficient group, you know? It's like, oh, fucking, I'm out of ammo. Oh, here you go, man. Like, dude, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's it's what I was just, just the Just enough people that you actually give a shit about and don't want them to go hungry, and you're willing to risk your life to protect them. Anybody outside that group can get fucked. And like that's basically how kids, it has then to be. Their kids can come along, and we'll, well yeah, because you're them. decent people, and you bring them in, and guess what? Those kids are now members of your community. Yeah, and you realize that people are also a resource. So like, you could be killing some like super genius, like and not even if super genius, but like a really bright person that could like they could learn to be a blacksmith and they could be a really fucking amazing blacksmith yeah. and they could make like thousands of horseshoes and swords and all kinds of shit like for you guys and if you just kill them like that never happens you never even knew you, you might out. lose you might lose the knowledge of blacksmithing because this kid couldn't survive to learn it well, or actually, he might save that kid and he might kill the only blacksmith and then you lose the, po- the knowledge you, of blacksmithing. You know what would happen? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the people who don't kill kids would amass more power because they'd get more people and they'd just eventually kill you because you're evil for killing kids. <laughs> I'm just I kill their kids too. <laughs> Send your kids at me. <laughs> Mow them down. It's, oh, it's the apocalypse, baby. I'm living on my own morals. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's the way to do it. Hey, that's really all these come down to is like you just have to. Yeah. Ex- it's really just explaining your morality, but it's good because it makes you examine it too. You have to think about it like. Yeah, you have to really take it over and be like, okay, well, like, why would, would you I kill do? kids? Like, yeah. Okay. Well, because this. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, one, I think most more, people. Man. Yeah. At least, that's at least one. At least yeah. one. I think one more would be cool because it'd be three, and then maybe if we can get a conversation going outside of it, or we can. Let's just see what happens. <clears throat> get crazy with it. Are you recording? Yeah. Yeah. Here, this is another asteroid one. Hold on. Why don't we actually? Do I think I already read that one last time. It's like, what's? Hold on, that wasn't a good one. Okay, this one. I'm interested to hear what you said. This one because a buddy from work had an answer that surprised me. <laughs> All right. Okay. A traveling witch doctor approaches you. And he is paying well in junk silver and ammo for livers of the deceased. There are plenty of dead all around, and you feel this individual isn't a threat to the living. To be so close to the bloated, rotting corpses would put you at risk of getting several types of diseases, but you and your camp are in desperate need of more ammo and barter items. 
Would you desecrate the dead for your own profit or not? Do I have PBE? Yeah, I have to risk this. I can't just tell that guy to go. Fuck. There's the bodies, man. Go cut them out yourself. Well, he's yeah. gonna give you ammo. Yeah, that's that's. He I just guess. wants the liver, though, right? He just, does he want me to cut the liver out? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, because guess, you would trade the livers for. I know. He. I'll just tell him to do it. That's right. I think. I, but, option, then, but what if then he's like, "Yeah, no, fuck you. I'm not gonna give you any ammo." Yeah, that's okay. that's the whole deal. He's Fine, like, I could just butcher him. He's Jesus. like, that's the deal. He's like, I could just walk over there and go do it myself. That's why I'm paying you to do it. Oh, you know? okay. He's like, yeah, go cut all these diseased livers for me, or just livers. It it could they're be livers, disease. but you don't know if it's disease because they're just dead bodies. Like dead bodies, just corpses around. Maybe, I don't know. I'll be honest. I I'm not worried about desecrating the dead. I'm just worried about getting a disease. Getting diseases. Like exactly. I don't that. think I would because I think that even if he, like ammo would ensure my survival potential, I think the potential Risk of getting disease. a disease in the apocalypse, like there's no treatment. Like there's no medicine. There's nothing. Like if you get a disease, you fucking die most likely or you become like crippled. And it's like, no way. I just couldn't see risking that like from a medical mm-hmm. standpoint. Like health is literally everything. If you're if you're a healthy individual person, almost anything's possible in that world. Yeah, you could but you if, could flee potentially instead of having to use the ammo to shoot. But yeah, yeah, if you're fucking sick, I guess if you get the ammo and you get sick, you could just fucking shoot yourself. But. And they're barter items <laughs> too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that'd be tough. I think I'm with Billy. I think yeah, I don't think it's worth the risk to. See, that's interesting <clears throat> that both of you said, um, like the disease risk. For me, because, I mean, you can do things to protect against disease. You can fucking cover your mouth and put on those fucking big gloves or whatever. You can do shit, wash up afterwards to protect against disease. Trust me, I've cleaned out an apartment that had, like, mountains. What if there was no, like, what if there was no modern soap or running water? What if you were dumping, No running water. What if you were dumping water over yourself that you, like, gathered from a stream and then boiled? I will have also fashioned some type of soap, because there's... (laughs) I will make bear towels. I will have figured it out by then. (laughs) I will have soap. Or, dude, I'll have baby wipes. Which doctors? I got soap at that point. (laughs) Trust me, dude. I will have figured out how to clean myself if it's a point after the apocalypse where there's witch doctors. But, (laughs) anyways... I don't necessarily, I wouldn't be worried about, like, the disease part of it. Like, I don't know, the desecrated, the dead is my hang-up on it. Whereas, like, I'd be like... Really? My my reply would be, I won't, like, you can have access to the corpses and pay me some type of fee, <laughs> but I won't do it. I Like, I'm not going to touch them. And the thing that was interesting to me is my buddy from work... His response was just a straight no on the grounds that he's like, no, like anybody that's desecrating corpses, like, do not fuck with that shit at all. Kill the witch doctor. Yeah, it's a crazy thing to want old human livers, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not worried about desecrating a body. It's like going to a junkyard. I never really considered the the consequence of killing the witch doctor. Yeah, Never even thought about it, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't know. That that actually just kill him and take his ammo. Especially, especially <laughs> if I was getting like the willies from him, if he was like really fucking creepy, which I would assume if he's a witch doctor, he is. Yeah, I would him. maybe just like have like before he even told me what he was on, I would just like kill him. Because that's the thing too with like with mysticism. Once you start using mysticism 
towards the dark side of the psyche and start desecrating human remains. And, like, I'm talking, like, desecrating them, like, crazy shit. That's fucking evil and probably shouldn't exist. I don't know. Well, obviously, it exists, but you should try yeah, it. I mean, make it sure exists in medicine. Per- make sure we can treat cancer. people aren't perpetuating it. And that's not necessarily desecration. I, like, you're doing it... Well, early medicine. The, early okay, medicine early would medicine have been, like, desecration. Yeah. Right, but without that, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have what we have now. It's all in this. It's like the, the connection between a shovel and an iPhone. But that's not True. what this witch doctor is necessarily doing. He's not doing cancer research. He just wants livers for something weird. <clears throat> How do you know it's something weird? Yeah, though? I don't know. What if he's like, hey, I'm actually... I can make fucking supplements he's out of liver livers. <laughs> you guys yeah, I, I guess in the apocalypse, I can't really think of a need for human livers. Yeah, it seems weird. It seems like so if, if, there was like, if there was like some sort of reason and it seemed like... Like medicine he's making out of it? Yeah, something like that would be like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I, I won't kill you. Yeah, I'm, like, I might ask away, more questions. But, yeah, but desecrating it, it, the bodies <laughs> is not the issue. I yeah, wouldn't want a relationship with this person. I don't want to no. get a disease, and then yeah, this guy's weird. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I know he's a witch doctor? Like, does he did he tell me he's a witch doctor? Because a that's weird. Or did <laughs> I just I decided this it's man is known. a witch doctor? It's just known. Like, oh, that's the witch doctor. Yeah, I'll be honest. I wouldn't even know a witch doctor if I fucking saw one. He just has, like, fingers and ears dangling off of, like, tassels on a weird robe. He has, I'm, I'm imagining, like, a walking stick or a staff. With, like, yeah, a big hood. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If this guy walks up to me and I immediately identify this man as a witch doctor, <laughs> that's a weird-looking guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, man yes. or woman. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it said he or she. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, but oh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I would probably, if they would still pay me, I would have them cut out their own goddamn livers of fucking weirdos. And if I was, yeah, if, if I was worried about getting a disease, I wouldn't do it. And if he was giving me the heebie-jeebies, I'd probably just kill him. And I already if, killed a bunch of kids. I don't care. And I, I want to say too that if if it was corpses of like people that were like known to me, fuck no. But if it was like my enemies, then sure. That is a good point too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It would be. Yeah. If I knew and liked the people. I mean, honestly, too, I probably would have, like, be burning my bodies. I yeah. Think. So I don't think I'd just have a pile of corpses. But... Sorry, sir, we burn our bodies right <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine why there would be a pile of fucking corpses. Yeah, yeah we'd burn them. <laughs> and then the heads reason. of looters would be on stakes at the periphery of our territory to warn other looters. Yeah, cut off their hands and genitals. <laughs> dude, dude I'm, post-apocalyptic me is savage, all right? I, I have already established that I will kill kids and I will kill witch doctors and I will... I, I think I'll be pretty savage, dis- though, dude. Dismember thieves. Would you really put yourself in that shit where it's like, this is the end of the world? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. At the end of civilization, yeah. like, nothing matters right yeah. now, but staying alive, yeah. you're basically yeah. just an animal. Well, that's you the are, thing. Is, dude. It's I'm, you and your group. That's it. Yeah, dude. If I'm, if I'm drinking straight out of a stream, I'm a different person. <laughs> and I'm you know eating I mean? only fucking game yeah, except for, like, I've forage killed. or yeah. grow. Yeah. But yeah. you guys, it's, there's so... And they, there's no running. There's no electricity. There's no running water. Yeah, I'm a different me. I'm yeah. A, <laughs> think about savage. it, though. It, if that shit happened, there would obviously be, like, people you're still in contact with, you know? Like, nobody... <laughs> dude, nobody survives alone, ever. Well, not completely alone, but maybe it's, like... You and, like, five other people. Yeah. It's like and it's, like, your closest, super close family, and then, like, uh, like two different, like, friends. Yeah. So you got, like, two kids, wife, dad, and then, like, two friends. 
I don't know, man. I feel like it wouldn't be possible to survive without more people. Like, think about it this way, though, is after a couple years of whatever conflict there would be, who knows, it could be against, like, I don't see people, like, imagine people just living in the same area around here. Like, I do not think people from Custer would come try to fucking rob me. It'd be someone from somewhere else, and we'd fucking help each other watch watch out. And if, if somebody from close by did try to fuck with us, I'm sure the people who were de- decent would fucking make sure that shit didn't happen again. Like, I don't know. I feel like in certain areas, like, people have a sense of community enough where they would at least be decent to their neighbors, and you'd be, you'd be more worried about people from, like, outside of that area. And I think especially if there was with, resources, like, and shit. I think around in an area like this where it's rural... And, like, especially, like, small place like this where there's kind of, like, a center of, like, this general, like, few miles here that is Custer. And it's, like, the center of it is, like, the bars well, even and Stevens stuff like Point. that. Yeah. Like, and there was resources to go around. It could function as, like, a communal type system like that. <clears throat> but if the resources are ultra scarce, <clears throat> somebody from the next fucking house over or farm over it will come take your shit if they're starving. Well, dude, that, that's what I'm saying is you don't think we're going to be still hanging out. You don't think there's going to be people who, like, know what's going on in the area and, like, help each other protect protect each other, help fix shit. Like, I think a realistic view of, like, what to do in a situation like that is you'd have groups of people, like, what, f- five to ten people that just go around doing jobs. Like, imagine... Taryn, you and your crew working on somebody's fucking house. You can do a lot of shit in one day with, like, five people. Like, you could just... I'm, I'm sure gig labor would be the thing where you work, do an odd job for some people, help do chores for them, and they pay you with a meal or something. Because what if they don't have food to feed themselves? I'm, I'm imagining that if we're years into some type of collapse scenario our level of society would be on par of, like, 1800s, where people have farms and meager, like, food and amenities, but still enough to be, like, hospitable, you know? But everybody's grilling their own shit. We're not doing yeah. shit. Well, I mean, think about it. I'm sure there would be clusters. Like, even in those days, that's what a village was, you know, or a small town, a small village. Like, there'd be the farms out in the area, and then there'd be, like, all the workshops and merchants who lived in the town. And that wasn't necessarily communal, but it was a tight-knit community, you know? I think you What helps around here, too, is we have, like, highly fertile soil. So, like, if you're going to try and grow shit here, like a half-assed gardener, like, you can make shit grow in the soil around here. Versus, like, if your soil, it's, like, terrible to grow things... That yeah, totally changes the dynamic because that food be- is is gonna be even like even in your best years. Yeah, you'll be lucky to get enough food where everybody's like full fed. Definitely, you and know? I mean, in some areas, I'm sure you'd be able to explore hydroponics or like raised plants. You don't always have a garden in the ground, but like, I'm just saying that people are so adaptable, and communities are actually brought together and made stronger through hardship. Like, in that book, I fucking keep bringing it up a million times, but this book's awesome. The Tribe by Sebastian Younger. He brings up case after case about how during, like, catastrophes or, like, war or things like that where the people are actually, like, thrust into a situation where they have to rely on each other and have to, like, pull their own weight and do shit that's tough and they're all dealing with mutual danger and hardship. 
it actually like makes them a much tighter community and they say they're actually happier like a lot of people say they actually miss those days <clears throat> so I don't know mm -hmm. I'm that book really changed my perspective and I don't necessarily see apocalypse as like oh my god it's gonna be like lone survivor out there you and your family hold up with whatever a can of beans like I totally think yeah those there are gonna be people in those situations and they'll probably fucking die pretty early on like really the only people that I see surviving are the people that actually like have a community with the people around them and are I don't know like I think it'd be pretty easy to be like oh you need some shit fixed over at your house we notice you have some chickens could I get like as many eggs as you can spare and I'll do some work on your house this afternoon or if you're stronger and you have more guns, you just go take their fucking chickens. Dude, think about how, how long that would last if you do that three times. Like, say, okay, let me spit you a situation. We're fucking chilling. It's the apocalypse. I built bunk beds in the basement for you guys to live here. We fucking do odd jobs for people in the community. First of all, I, I don't think there's going to be any construction going on. I, I think, I I think, materials, there's, like, I think the level dude, of civility I, I between people that you're assuming... Is incredibly hot. You guys have never That's seen not... fucking Afghanistan. That place is Mad Max, bro. Like, they're fucking hauling construction materials that they just ripped off of a building in one part of town, load up onto a truck with fucking 15 dudes, roll over, and then put slap it on another building around town with, like, a fucking hammer and some mud. Like, okay. dude, Jesus trust me, man. Christ. People are so fucking adaptable, and especially if you have a group of people, like, they can get some crazy shit done with very little work like dude the olden day like think pioneer times they're fucking even the 1800s like that shit they had nothing they had hand tools and fucking well maybe in like 1804 yeah but not in 1890 depends where you were when in 1890 you know but i'm just saying like people can do a lot of shit with very little means and so I really don't think an apocalypse is totally going to end, like, society. I think people will still be going on at just a way, way less of a level of, like, sophistication and technology. Like, it won't be first world stuff. It'll be, like, third world shit. You yeah, know? Definitely. Yeah, I think within I think within a 12-month calendar year, like, in America anyways, and, like, the first world, 70% of the population would probably be dead. Between people that couldn't get medication, that needed medication to survive, and then also just, like, the general lack of resources would kill, like, 70% of the people. Yeah, and the people who are left are fucking mostly able-bodied, you know? Well, the, yeah, it would be almost entirely able-bodied, unless you have somebody that's not only good enough at taking care of themselves to thrive, but then also take care of a second person, which oh. is crazy. This brings me to my point, or at least reminded me what I was going to say. So here's the situation... We fucking have a thing going on where we just do, like, gig labor for the people in the area, and they pay us in food or whatever, and or pay us in whatever resources they have to offer for our work. And um, then all of a sudden we hear, because we talk to everybody, or we, like, because obviously intelligence is, like, the number one thing in a time like that especially. And so you're talking to people, getting all the gossip, figuring out what's going on in the area, and, like, oh shit, this fucking, these people got robbed last night. Oh, these people got robbed. Oh, like, figure out who the fuck's doing it. They're preying on, like, your community. Like, you're gonna want to fucking Yeah, what if there's them. some badass bandits, dude, and it's actually like, oh shit, they ran into them and they killed four of our people. Well, hey, guess what? We fucking get intelligence 
and we fucking go to more of our friends because we have a fucking tight community. Go to the fucking house, three houses down. They have four more dudes who are ready to throw down. And we'd be like, hey, yo, we need some help to take out these motherfuckers who've been hitting, like, Joe and Nancy or wherever the fuck. Because we probably know the people who they, like, burgled or whatever. Burgled. (laughs) (laughs) Robbed. Raided. But what I'm saying is, like, once people in within our community got preyed on by someone from outside of our community, I don't think we would idly stand by. And so thinking that you could go and steal from your close neighbors or steal from people that know you, like, yeah, sure, you can do that. But as soon as whatever semblance of order comes back where they have, like, basic protection... You know for a fact, as soon as they have somebody on their side with a gun, they're going to be like, yeah, that's a bad person. Take them the fuck out, you know? Like, obviously, unjustified killing just wouldn't be realistic, you know? And that's what a lot of people visualize in the apocalypse. They're like, oh, apocalypse, I'm just going to hole up in my house, and whoever comes can fucking eat lead or whatever. Like, dude, you're going to last like a week. <laughs> Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a short-term strategy, 100%. <clears throat> yeah. I'm thinking long game, especially now that I have a family. It's like, okay, how do I restart civilization? <laughs> Just kidding. But well, at least really what it's all community. about, right? Like that's what that like that's what would be kind of the, the task of the survivors is like, okay, let's restart what was because we lived in it and hopefully we can That wouldn't be my take. That's Wait. the thing, is we hopefully would we restart what was, not- make it better. I wouldn't restart anything. I just I'd still just be a nomad. I always just want to live outside of society. I'll pop in and take some technology when I need it, but I'll just be a, a fucking a nomad barbarian. There you go, <clears throat> dude. They do they do the best. That's who that's who does the best. Taryn, listen to this though. Dude, until you, you fucking be... cut yourself on a branch, you get a bacterial infection. And no, he die. You're saying like a group of people doing that, right? Right. Yeah, not just by my own. Yo, saying, like, oh, so you just like part like, of being, like a being like the group. Mongols or something? Yeah, you could fucking be a fucking Mongolian. You kidding me? Yo. Check out this idea, they, though. They ran that shit. Remember, they had to build a wall to stop them. Remember what I was saying earlier? Yeah, that, they're like the only highly successful nomadic group. No, that uh, was it the Apaches? Dude, no. that, that okay, okay. That's, that's yeah, the on best. Eurasia, on Eurasia. <clears throat> okay, nomadic the people, people are pretty, pretty common in all, like, all parts of the world. But what I'm... <clears throat> here, let me tie these two together again. <laughs> Earlier, when I was saying how once your society gets large enough that it needs to fragment, dude, Taryn, you could just be the expeditionary force portion of our society that you're just always going out and exploring new shit and just... I don't want your society. What? You don't want to be friends? (laughs) We'll we'll trade you technology for the shit you find out in the waste. We'll be the Native Americans. We're just gonna... Just gonna roam. Well, if you... You would still exist in your own society. If you think if you have a group, yeah, but here, we don't need we don't have a need for, I don't know, dude, a, there's a gonna, scouting troop. We'll just dude, there's gonna be social norms. There's gonna be trends in your society, even if there's a dozen people that are all just nomadic as fuck. <clears throat> there will be. I'm just saying you'll definitely you can never have escape contact it. with other people. Like it's it's ex- incredibly rare for a human society to function well or at all right. if it doesn't have contact with other human. Like right. cultures, yeah. Know? We're I just want species. Just want the tribe, though. I don't want the government, dude. Neither do we. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. 
talking about rebuilding society. Dude, Taryn's going full on anarchy. Yeah, dude. Taryn, do you think my idea of rebuilding society goes anything bigger than that, like, group of 200 we were talking about? Like, obviously, I've just said many times that I don't think anything beyond, like, two, three hundred people is even manageable. You need to, like, fragment them into some types of groups. I think it works really well if you have, like, the groups that size all working together on top of, like, what they're each individually doing. Yeah, or, like, having how they would get to those size. Because, obviously, taking a bunch of people that already exist and then just dividing, changing the lines that divide them and just dividing them up with some arbitrary way, like, that's never going to work. But, obviously in a situation like this where a bunch of people would fucking die in some cataclysmic event, whatever it was, if the power went out for fucking a year or some crazy war or pandemic, who knows, but if a bunch of people died and then we were just left with whatever survivors, those people would have pretty tight cultures of whatever they are. Like, yeah, sure, there'd be some, like, empirical, like, or some imperialist government types and also some small-time agrarian communal types and i mean those cultures would just i don't know they would clash yeah they always have the but they would still be in contact with each other wouldn't it be ideal if you had villages of like say 250 to 300 people like handfuls of families and each of them produced their own food okay that's maybe it's some of their own supplies and then you had half a dozen of these communities within a 30 mile like radius and they could trade with each other. So, oh shit, this area, like, had a huge storm this year, so a bunch of their crops got destroyed. They can now trade with, like, these other two or three, like, communities that actually had, like, you know, abundance crops. And now, like, everybody gets to eat. And you actually have, like, more of, like, a, a smaller, <clears throat> tiny free market system. And it's not not all la-la, kumbaya bullshit. Like, think Native American tribes. It was a nation of hundreds of tribes. Some got along, some didn't. Some got along, and then they didn't get along. Some yeah. were enemies, and then they became friends. Like, obviously, that's the thing. Like, that kind of brings it back. These are kind of like those honor-based societies. That's the thing about honor-based societies is once you try to work it out in a logical way so that it's perfect and there's no wrong points about it, you've lost it because... You're trying to, like, make it safe. And the whole, like, draw of it is, like, this small group. Like, yes, you're a small group. You're not able to protect yourself or provide as many resources as a gigantic large group. So, yes. How do you keep it a small group, though? Like you said, you're like, yeah, we would just keep it to, like, 200 people. How do you how do you keep a community? Well, like I once said, you get to a certain size, you would have to, like, go and say, okay, we're going to start another community. And we're going to have, we're going to split this one. And you're going to go with these people. So I'm saying, you have, to, you have to say, people. fuck you, go move 20 miles Well, Taryn, if we're talking about setting up the ideal government or ideal community, we would hope that in this community we would have some ethical ideas about like consumption and resources. We would understand what happened to get us in the per- this predicament in the first place. So it would be pretty realistic for everybody to be like, okay, we have more than enough people, more people that can live in this encampment or area or whatever we have like safely or comfortably mm-hmm. or whatever. We're going to need to, establish some type of base or outpost 
Like, and once again, we're not going to be living in an island in the middle of nowhere. You're probably going to be talking to people who live yeah, in an area just around cause you. you. Just because you work somewhere for a little while doesn't mean you have to stay there indefinitely. It's like, okay, we're going to go and start this new, like, community, and we're going to go and we're going to send each community. It's going to be 250 people that we want there, so each community is going to send 50 extra. Because we don't want to wait till one community's double its size, right? We want to, like... Because then it becomes too so you, bloated. So you're going to tell people... you're. Gonna, so it's like, okay... You don't who, have to tell them who, anything. You like, won't hey, have to tell them who wants to move and here. start this brand new community in a brand new place. <clears throat> who wants like, to be a nomad and work out in the yeah, woods like, for like, fucking whatever. Like, as soon as you get your house built, you have your own house. Like, say you're somebody... Say, like, you're a 19-year-old living in this, like, commune in the apocalypse. And you're like, shit, that sounds so cool to go and, like, start a new community six miles away. Like, nobody has to force you to do anything. Yeah, like, and of a community of 300 these. people, or say it gets bloated 340, 350, how hard it would it be to really find, okay, you know, who's maybe interested in doing this? You could probably get most of your volunteers. Yeah, you, and that's the thing is we're talking about uh, setting up community in this, like, what we ideally think that would be. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it wouldn't be a situation where we're like, oh, somebody's going to force you to do this. Like, dude, we'd all communally be like, I'm sure anybody would be able to openly voice their opinion in a community like this, you know? So if there were any, like, things you were worried about, you'd be, like, be able to bring it up. So it'd be a democracy? Well, more of a republic, because I would think that each community would have representatives that would go, and it would be, like, some sort of council. Yeah, like the head of the household of each, like, whatever outlying house you right know? or you could even like of in a couple hundred people like it'd be very easy to hold like a democratic election you could say okay for this council meeting i mean in that many people you could literally hold a new election for every meeting if you wanted if they're every you know say quarter whoever showed up you yeah, could elect yeah it's like okay cool this person's going to the meeting this time and then you're tasked with going to the meeting like representing your people yeah and then returning with the news and then the next time another person goes so you have to 100 percent tell the truth and be honest and you have to be, like, transparent with, like, what's well, being discussed. Well, and people from the community will be stopping by to, like, do work and help out and trade and do whatever to any outlying houses or mm-hmm. farms or whatever. So it's not like you could be, like, isolated and misled, yeah. you know? I don't see the point of going on if everything's just, like, anarchism. Like, it really is all about, like, creating a future that's, like, just a tiny, like, 1% better mm. than, like, what you lived in. Even if you lived in, like, total dog shit then, like, that's really easy. <laughs> or it's or it seems easier because it's like, okay, how much better do, you know, if I went hungry most of my nights, like, okay, assuming if my next generation has to go hungry a little bit less, like, yeah, that's the improvement. Versus if it's like, this generation had cell phones, like, next generation will be able to read each other's thoughts. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a whole lot more than 1%, it seems like. But that's long-term shots because you have to survive the apocalypse first. Yeah. Well, hey, th- I mean, theoretically, we did, right? In the Younger Dryass, and here we are. Hell yeah. We're literally on the cusp of it, dude. Yeah, we almost, our species has been almost extinct They said it before. was down to, like, six or 7,000 people. Yeah. yeah, and we have, <laughs> there's fucking billions of us now. Well, that's the thing, is we're way overshooting our compar- carrying capacity. Why so. don't we just ask, like, half a billion people to go live six miles away? Dude, well, dude, wait until they what? colonize We're Mars. We're asking them to go to Mars. Mars. <laughs> Look how many fucking volunteers they have, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then think about when people start to, like, get out into the cosmos and, like, mine asteroids and shit. Like, how many people are going to be like, fuck yeah, sign fuck me yeah. up. Like, I'm never coming back <laughs> here. Tell me about it. Like, dude, I think there's... Dude, Dude, most of the materials we'll get for, like, our building projects in space will be from space, not from Earth. I really think that both of these futures 
are also possible in the same timeline <laughs> because I really think that there's going to be some portions of humanity that have access to this insane like space age technology some and like will be like AI. Mexico. Yeah, and yeah. It's exactly like Tijuana. Yeah, you're you're Dude, totally just, right. Just like you're gonna be like third doing right world now. fucking yeah. country. Dude, it's like in Star Wars, man. Where there's places like. Jakku, where it's just like a gangster run wasteland, and then places yeah. like you know, like that one Republic City where it's all just this like high tech place and everybody's rich as fuck. And hopefully, yeah. by then, Wisconsin has become <clears throat> some crazy rainforest, and there's like, yeah, the fucking tree people live in there. Do not go in there, they're just like, yeah, if we keep uh, keep these carbon emissions up, man, we're gonna keep getting greener and greener around those here. Those are goddamn snakes, good. though. Fuck those snakes. Our, dude, we're gonna have snakes <laughs> if it gets warm enough. We, But, dude, our fucking, um, precipitation has been crazy in Wisconsin. Like, we're getting green as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, that's the thing, is it's probably gonna bring people here, because they're trying to really, um... Yeah. Dude, if you own a house here, you're gonna be balling. Yeah. So, be wild. <laughs> Alrighty. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, <laughs> man, <laughs> gotta go get yeah, the I kid suppose. in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, That's Wisconsin for its time to go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna take us at least twenty minutes to leave, so don't even worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't even offered him leftovers yet. <laughs> no, ask about his folks and speaking about that. Okay, you guys. So I looked at the calendar and um said wander around the green circle on the winter solstice december 21st falls on a tuesday so that is probably not possible for me do you guys want to so the monday before that the 19th or sorry sorry the sunday Sunday before that the 19th would you guys be down to start like whatever half an hour before sunrise start that morning and fucking just go as long as it takes us dude i'll be honest I'm not in shape to run the green circle. Tell me about it. Me neither. But we can just like run when we feel like it, walk when we feel like it. Fucking just bullshit, you know. Dude, I just want to shape to walk the green circle, dude. Like what? I'm telling you, the, dude, walking the green circle in a, in the day, like in a day, would incapacitate me for three days at least. Billy, then bring a bike, man. But <laughs> I'm just telling you, I let's do this. Unless you don't want to. Do you not want to? I'll do it myself, I guess. I'm Sunday. just not in any condition to, like, I don't want to hurt myself. Okay, true. But that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, we don't have to, like, push ourselves crazy hard. Like, I think walking it is possible. We we ran walking half that like, distance. Yeah, and I had edema for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Billy. <laughs> well, dude. Okay, I hear you there. So what, so what are your I'm going thoughts? to do something that Sunday, sure, but... We right. can do like a, I mean, we could even, we can go for a run, probably, just not a 27 just mile Just not yeah, I go one. for a run, yeah. <laughs> I'll run. All right. Yeah, I've only been running maybe five miles, maybe twice a week. Yeah. So I, have, I haven't ran a single time since the... Since <laughs> the half, god damn. Jesus, I started, Billy. I took basically two months off, or almost like a month and a half Hunts. off. Started doing acquiring meat. So True. exactly, I was. I feel True. like I was acquiring protein, and now I'm gonna spend the next six months trying to like put it on my frame. <laughs> dude, how much have you been on your feet though? Not as much as you think, dude. A lot of hunting is sitting and waiting True. and being very True. quiet and observant. Very true. But I mean, yeah, I feel like you had to have walked a lot during that. Though. I did do a fair amount of walking. Just, just yeah, you're right. I did, but it's 
it's not the same as like running a few miles after work and that's just a few miles like now imagine okay we're you know really pushing it and i'm doing eight or nine or ten miles after work billy you're totally thro- different you're throwing a fit and you would still probably be me every time i would be hurting every at, at, at 13 miles like last half marathon yeah. i would be hurting right we now. trained for that half marathon and true. i was still very sore true yeah. every time We've run and you've been like, oh, I went on like six miles before this. Or, oh, I'm so dehydrated. I need anything the past two days. And you beat me like every time. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> we were, I was, I was definitely packing on the miles in the summer. I was running That was machine. fun. I'm, I'm excited to sign up for a full marathon and train for that. Well, too. this was the full marathon that I was planning on doing, but I guess you guys, we, hey, I think we'll we should do train it. for it. Safety. Let's reasons. do it in the summer. How about that? <coughs> Yeah, I think the safety thing is a big thing. Yeah, I like just, how we ran a half before okay, we ran our yeah. half. Let's run the green circle before we run our... Like a regular Hear me out. Half, yeah, let's do that then. Yeah. Okay, hear me out then. How about... Okay. Fucking ice plunge in the river. On Sunday? Either on Sunday or we could do it a Tuesday night. Tuesday, the first day of winter. Where do you want to go? That's the thing is we could go anywhere. We could go even to a lake. Just go over to that little uh, fenced-off dog beach area. You know what I'm talking about? On the west side of the river. They've, like, fenced off an area so you can, like, have dogs swim oh, out there. Oh, okay. Let's just, just go, go right by um, Pioneer Park. <laughs> I don't if think it, you, if it would be good. If it's open, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be negative one degree. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is you, I don't think it's going to be open for very long. Yeah, you'll definitely... I think it'll be... I'll be very surprised if it's open then. The well, only things I'm that will be open are, like, the things that have a lot of current, which I would not recommend. <laughs> you, I never said open water. Like, I, dude, I, anytime I've done it before, I've had to chop a hole. Yeah. Get, get an auger or bring some axes, you know? I, so you guys are not sounding jazzed about it. <laughs> not super pumped, no. Dude, come on! We gotta do something. How about we go camping one of those weekends. The weekend before or the weekend after we go camping one night. We'll go to one of the river islands and we'll go camping. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. Doesn't it? It does. All right. We'll talk more about that. But yeah, maybe that weekend we'll go camping on one of the river islands. And then I can do as many ice baths as I want. Goddamn right you can. (laughs) Yeah, just, I don't know. It's, there's something about, like, where would we go on the river? Right by, like, Piffner or something? Like the River like, Islands? Like, camping? No, no, no. Oh, I'm like talking, doing, the, doing the jumping in thing. It's, I don't know. Something Dude, I'm not even saying jumping in. I'm saying like find an area that's, like, waist deep and fucking chop a hole. Yeah, like, off of a dock at the boat landing, you know? Like, obviously, you wouldn't go in water that you can't touch the bottom in. <laughs> well, I mean, you could go to, like, the fucking beach at Lake Emily and cut it. Like, I could literally drill, like, some holes with my auger. Like, big enough to, like, get through. And then, like, I could probably do that in, like, six or eight holes. Literally what we did. It's, like, big enough for you to, like, stand in and, like, dunk down in and, like, sit in for, like, a couple minutes if you wanted. Dude, I literally, at my buddy Adam's place, his (laughs) parents live on Lake Emily. We went right off of their dock where it was, like, chest-deep water. We augered four (laughs) holes, maybe six holes, in, like, a rectangle, or in a square. And I just chopped them out, chopped out the middle with my axe. Which worked incredibly well on ice because it's way fucking easier to break than wood. And so it's no problem at all to bust through some ice to fucking get to some chest deep water. Yeah. It feels 
gross doing it that close to. Point. Nah, dude. The the Lake Emily seems better. Point River is not that bad, dude. I've swum in that shit yeah. all the time in the summer. And it's fucking cold, so all the gross shit's dormant. The water's definitely still very much alive. <laughs> the water's very much alive, but I think it's it's not that bad, dude. I wouldn't eat fish out of there. Just yeah. swimming in it, you're fine. Yeah. Man, you guys sound pretty amp- apprehensive. Dude, let's go camping. Camping. Winter camping's fun as shit. It's still gonna be a test. It's gonna be cold. Yeah, it will like, be cold. That'll be fun. Like, we'll get plenty of shit we want to get. I'm totally down for winter camping. And that's an easy one because we could literally walk out there at three o'clock in the after two o'clock in the afternoon, get our camp set up. Gets fucking dark at like four fifteen. Yeah. We chill for a while by the fire, cook dinner. I'll relax see, yeah. till whenever and then fucking cash out enjoy the like the night winter like I, I plan on hammocking as long as it's nice dude and that's gonna be so fucking nice yeah just being out there I miss, I miss hammocking just... yep, I'm I will most likely ground. I will most likely bring a hammock I'm in a baby bag on the ground that's that's where I'm at really dude I don't know I like sleeping flat on my back and the hammock just fucks my shoulders yeah if I got a coffin-shaped one or something with, like, a T-bar in it or something, it might be out. Just design your own. Just break a tree branch off that's wider than your shoulders. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> you might have to. I might fucking have to. <laughs> you, you could get a double one and do that. Yeah. Probably oh. big enough for that shit. There you go. I'll figure Get a double wide. I'm sh- dude, I'm <laughs> sure they I kind of want to get a giant one anyways, dude. Get one for there's room people. in there. I'm sure they make one with for people with wider shoulders. Or I could just not be a pussy and sleep on the ground. No, I'm just kidding. Call you aren't pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates sleep in hammocks, so that's cool. Dude, hammocks are the shit, man. It's it's very. I I mean, if you can sleep on the ground, like I wonder if that's bad, bad for your back to sleep on the ground or the hammock. The hammock. Good question. Because it's like I would think if you have good posture most of the time, like you probably would be fine. But if you it fucks up your posture, then it's bad. Because I, if I have two little boys, I honestly am tempted to just hang two hammocks (laughs) in the corner and have like a rope going up to them and be like, "There's your beds." (laughs) But like, if I if it fucks up their back, I don't want to do it. Scoliosis. Children is probably not great to do that. Yeah, (laughs) they're still forming. I'll just have a rope up to their bunk beds. Jesus. That's what, I, yeah, I was t- telling Kyle, we were watching Bob's Burgers, and they built, like, a loft bed to have a desk <laughs> underneath it, and I was like, yeah, that wouldn't be that, that hard, I don't think, and then she's like, my mom built us bunk beds, like, that, those were pretty sturdy, and I was like, yeah, I think if you build bunk beds, you don't build a ladder, like, you know. I never them, use a ladder. Yeah, give them the challenge, and then also, they'll, they'll, they were never going to use it anyway, probably, so. Yeah, I... I never used the ladder when I had bunk beds. Yeah, the ladder's awkward as shit on them usually. Dude, yeah. Dude, did you have, you had bunk beds at boot camp, right? Yeah. Oh, man. We had this, uh, <laughs> this big New Jersey National Guardsman named Adam Kipnis. He was so goddamn funny. He was a bigger guy, you know? Big fucking Italian guy. He was great. Um, he was like, uh, have you seen Shark Tales? Shark Tail? Yeah. Movie? Dude, he's like fucking... The shark? Like the guy <laughs> Lenny, but like a little bit less like fruity, but but just bigger and like hilarious and whatever. And uh, a big he, had the top, he had the top bug. And uh, one of the mornings when he got down, he like landed, he was like, am I airborne qualified now? Or 
Oh, he's so goddamn funny. One time, the drill sergeant, the drill sergeant Armand would call him Baby Shamu. <laughs> and uh, one time, he was like, you know, really towing the line, locked up at parade rest. And he's like, Baby Shamu, you know who you remind me of? <laughs> fucking this big fucking Italian motherfucker goes, Channing Tatum, drill sergeant? <laughs> Dude, it was so goddamn good. Just Everybody else was just like, yeah, he's like, that's a lot of face turned to red. Just... <laughs> Sharma was like, no, what the fuck? Because <laughs> he literally called him Baby Shamu. He was funny as fuck too. He uh, he would do this bit with uh, his bunkmate, or his bunkmate was like a manager, and he was like this young naive talent, and so he was like, he's like, Mr. Kolofa, are we getting out of here tomorrow? And he's like, you bet it's your ass, Kippy baby. We're gonna get you riding the gravy train with biscuit wheels, and oh, they would just do this whole like, <laughs> it was so fucking funny, man. Kim, this was fucking hilarious. I miss that guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yeah, dude. I Being was. Communism. <laughs> oh yeah, I was on the bottom bunk at boot camp, and the guy who was on the top bunk was like this dude who was like six three, six four, this tall lanky dude. <laughs> it just sag down. It would well not only that, but every morning he would just jump down and his heels would just like smash on the concrete floor, and I'd just be like, Ugh! and he's like, yeah, I didn't, I don't feel it anymore. But after the third week, so we're good. <laughs> But we were also in the very first bunk in the row, like literally the first one the drone stirs always saw, so nobody wanted to be in like the top bunk at all, but they just put him there because he was kind of a little bit of a shitbag, so... Maybe you'll straighten them out. <laughs> dude, uh, I, was, I was listening to us talk about basic training. That shit was... Cringy. It brought, no, it was funny, dude. It brought up even more memories. Like, nice. shit I didn't, I didn't think to talk about. Was, <laughs> good times, bad times, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Fucking wrestling was a good prepper for that, though. Dude, that's the thing. Dude, wrestling, wrestling team, that's a fucking tribe. Hell yeah. This. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you get really close to those guys. Especially the guys that you, like, directly train with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the dude, I mean, shit, me and Kiefer still hang out sometimes now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, fucking ten years later. Mm -hmm. Yo, speaking of Kiefer, the old-timers tournament, you guys still down to do that? I would do that. Yeah. Billy, you could be in shape by then? I'm, I'm in shape dude. now, dude. I, this this week I've worked out four times. So. I'm in shape. Okay, <laughs> not running shape. No, dude, definitely not marathon shape. Really, bro. In shape should be running shape. You need to read that book. I I do like a fair amount of cardio. Like I'm in damn good shape. Like I know right now I could easily go and run three miles and it wouldn't bother me at all. So I'm in some level of running shape, but I don't like. I would rather go and like do like the stairmaster than run. Yeah. I love that Stairmaster. I do. I think that it, like... Dude, just go up and down actual stairs. That would be well, better for you, dude. This This is a stairs, a Stairmaster. It's not, like, one of, like, In the step machine. ones. It's literally, like, a rotating, rotating staircase. Step. That's what I'm saying. It's a rotating staircase, but you running up and down a flight of stairs and, like, turning around up at the top and bottom and, like, going up and down the flight of stairs, like, that'll put different strains on your body. They're more, like... It's better than just doing... Like running up a conveyor belt of stairs. 
Why? Because it's more realistic to what... Because I have to go happen. down, too, or what? <laughs> That's the only thing I can think well, of that would change that, it. Not only that, but it's just adding in more um, variables into your movement. You have to be more coordinated. What is it and more what? coordination. I already don't hold it. I don't hold on to anything. I literally just walk up it. Well, yeah, but still just, like, walking up and down and turning and, like... Just going like moving, turning and going, shit like that. Like I'm just saying that like doing it on actual stairs where you're like propelling yourself up and down (laughs) up a staircase is better than just staying in place and walking on a conveyor belt. Uh, I feel like I sound like that to Kyla sometimes when I start bitching about technology. I'm like, God damn it, you could just, why don't you just walk up the real stairs? Goddamn I'm just saying, that, like, dude, mix it up. Machine. I'm just, dude, that's how I like to just... It's not as good, damn it. I'm just old-fashioned that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, you are. Dude, well, it is dude, much less convenient if it is a little bit better. It's but much dude, less convenient. I can imagine you, like, with your lifts, you're trying to maximize things. So you can maximize your cardio by doing a set pace at, for a set time. Yeah, and it's, like, and it's, like, accelerating. So I start out at whatever, and then I, like, build up two or three levels depending on how far I go. So you're just controlling the variables. Yeah, and, and I, like, increase my intensity as I go. And I'm ending, yeah. like, like, that's how always how I start my lift, and I'll do, like, 15 to 30 minutes, depending on, you know, how much I feel like I want or need. And it's at least 15, and it's, like, that's a perfect way to get in and crank it Definitely. Up. And you're definitely, like, maximize it and make, like, peak efficiency, for sure. And I can imagine that. Yeah, and I do all nose breathing, too, which is, like, helps a shitload. Like, that's where I really started doing the just nose breathing is on that. Like, this dude I follow on Instagram was, like, do just nose breathing. Any cardio you do, focus just nose breathing. And I, like, it's a fucking game changer. Hell, yeah. Dude, for sure. But if you don't have a lot of time to work in your running, do hill sprints. Because when you run up a hill, you're forced to use perfect running form. That makes sense. So Dumb. basically, if you just do hill sprints, that's like condensing. Well, should I just run. go up to Greta Peak and run up the ski hills where everybody's trying to ski down? Yeah. <laughs> just put like spikes on your shoes so you can run up the ski Dude, I go for a run up there. I like running up, not up the ski hill, but up, but up like the, the sidewalk. Yeah. Well, dude. That's a good fucking run. If you run up a hill a couple times, that's like condensing a long distance run. I used to always do that on the treadmill. I was fucking at least like even if I was just didn't want an incline, I would still put like a little bit of an incline. But usually I would fucking build that shit up, just dig. Go hard. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I just like doing shit the old fashioned way, running up actual stairs. Yeah, going. I also I also enjoy my time at the gym like a lot, whereas you're like fuck the gym. True. I, don't I can't do mirrors. it in my yard. I don't need it. I don't need these weights. I, I don't need like these the clips. <laughs> I used to like the gym, but then that became my excuse for why I didn't exercise because I didn't have a gym. And then anytime when I did like a home gym, it's like, oh, I only have a bench. It's not as nice as all the other shit at the gym. Whereas eventually I was just like, fuck all that bullshit. I have a kettlebell and I'm starting from here. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I do like that mentality. And right? I'm basically like, I have a pull bar now that's and cool. rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a sort of cinder blocks. Tires. And the cold. <laughs> yeah. Fire pit. Yeah, man. It's building up, but I don't know, man. I just started from square one. Yeah, that's where mm-hmm. I'm at right now. A single kettlebell. And that ab rolling wheel thing. Dude, that thing is invaluable. It's, it's, it's so difficult. Good. That is a fucking... That is my favorite. Dude, that's my favorite, the ab thing. Hell yeah. It's the best thing. Doing the... 
Dennis Hall, just isometric shit. Yeah. That shit fixed my back. I went to the chiropractor last week, and when I went back, like, this week, I was like, yeah, the shit I told you about last week, like, I took care of it because he couldn't adjust me last week because that was just my assessment. So he didn't adjust me, and I, like, had to fix it on my own. And so with the Dennis Hall shit, I literally just go into, like, the standing position with your arms to your sides, and I focus on, like, my torso is a cylinder, and I try to, like, push out in all directions equally. Because I realized that with my back pain, I wasn't fully engaging the other side of my back. And so once I started engaging that side, it started relieving pain on the other side. And I noticed my abs weren't, like, firing equally either. So I focused on, like, flexing everything equally around my torso, and that just totally helped my back. It's awesome. Yeah, that is. Do you do any ab shit at all or not, really? Yeah. I do burpees and, like, fucking the push-up position Dennis Hall, but, like, I'll work in abs, like, do star shit, dude, like, I don't know, I just yeah, do body You should definitely start doing some of those rollers, dude. Those rollers, even, like, I try and do, like, 30 to 40 of them, like, twice a week now. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, man. <clears throat> Fuck yeah, I'll work on I don't, I can't, I cannot find anything that is more efficient than that, because you only need to do, like, not that many. Dude, I can do, I can do, like, a, I can do a pyramid up to 10. Like, really? Yeah, yeah that's like quite that. a few. I like, like not back down. I like doing V-ups <laughs> just up, while... Just up. up to, 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 yeah, I like doing V-ups while holding the 35-pound kettlebell. Those are decent. That's good, too. I like... Uh, I got this one... Lay on your back. Bring your, like, legs up to a 90. Like, bend it at the hip. And then, like, raise your butt off the ground. Then back down. And then do, like, a little, like, scissor mm-hmm. kind of deal when you're about six inches off. And just repeat that's, that motion. I like that shit. Yeah, that one's a fucking... Or the toes to the bar. That's I do those outside a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, hanging abs. That's some good abs. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. You gotta wrap this up. It's yeah, we gotta wrap it up. Right I gotta now. go get the kid. It actually is time to go. All right, hey folks, um, check out our Instagram and uh, fucking listen to the rest of our podcasts. All right, see you next week.